ladies, and welcome to the broadcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful evening, because I certainly am, because I'm hanging out with my girls. Tonight, I have April Messler, Jessica Lindsay, and Vanetta Carter. Each and every one of these women are very special to me, and I know them from different facets and different areas of life, and I'm so grateful that they are the co-hosts of Godfidence today, because you might be thinking, wait a minute. What, what, what pulls them all together? You know, they look like they're from different places, different spaces. But the reality is, is that we're all Christ followers. And we're here tonight to talk about part two of overcoming. Why? Because the overcomer's life is so much better than the person that does not want to overcome and stay stuck. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I hope you'll share this broadcast with your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone that might need a word of encouragement. This is the mom's edition, and we call that for a reason, because each and every one of these women, they have teenagers in their house. True story. They have teenagers in their house, and they're still willing to come on here and encourage others. Do we have all the answers? But we know who has the answers. So as we go into this, I just hope that you guys will grab a note pen and maybe jot down a few things that might stir your spirit. And uh, we'll kick it off with Jessica tonight. I know she just full all kinds of stuff uh, talking about the overcomer's life. So Jess, last week we closed out talking about this and then we decided it was such a great topic. We wanted to have a part two. What would you say this week whenever it comes to the overcomer's life? Um, let's see. I think, first of all, we need to, to recognize that we are three parts. We are um, a spirit, right? Because God is a spirit. So we are a spirit. We live in a body and yep. we possess a soul, which is our mind, will and emotions. Uh, I, I think um, if I can say this the way that I was explained it, uh, our emotions are like a turn signal right in your car for whatever reason we have zero interest in using our turn signals in our car but lord help us do we live by our emotions and 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 that's got to change <laughs> and and i say that directly and 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 i don't want to offend anybody so please um everybody just you know it whatever the holy spirit's telling you but it is true it is true we we live you know nobody wants to use their turn signals but everybody wants to live by their emotions and, our, and your emotions which is part of your soul is is like a turn signal in your car and it's just indicating that you're either going somewhere or there's something wrong or something's going on in your life. And, and we need, and we need to, to be able to start living by what the word of God says and not by our emotions. So, uh, and, and that, that's going to help us, I believe, you know, as we, as we learn who we are and we're able to walk with what God says, as opposed to our emotions. It's really good, you know, because uh, people operate in their emotions a lot. And you can't ever come mm -hmm. and stuck in your emotions. You know what the proper term for that with the young people is, is you're all up in your feelings. That's what yeah. they say. You're all up in your feelings. Your feelers. <laughs> and that's what it is. We cannot, uh, you know, I love that the scriptures tell us that we walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. Mm -hmm. And because that's where we get in trouble. And when we're talking about our soul tram, 
we are talking about the flesh and what we want, what we think, what we feel. And I know that whenever we take our focus off of us and put it onto God, or actually even put it onto serving others, it helps us to overcome a lot of things. So Vanetta, weigh in on that. That what a way to kick it off. Let's just, you know, get it going here. <laughs> oh, you're muted. Hold on. Yep. She's coming, y'all. It's going to be good. It's giving us time to take a breath. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with what she's saying because a lot of times we do, our initial respond is to respond out of emotions. And you know what? I feel like sometimes we have to tell our feelings and our emotions where to go. We got to put it under the blood of Jesus because a lot of times if we make decisions based on our feelings. Like if I think about ice cream for too long, it's a matter of time before I go to the store and go and buy some ice cream. So we have to be really intentional to be more um, God focused in our decision making, make sure that we're really just seeking God and make sure that we're searching our heart and our emotions. That's super good. Super good. April, I'll weigh in on this. Let's go for it, girl. <laughs> well, there's so many valid points that both of these ladies have made. Um, all I'm going to add as far as a layer is concerned is the, the challenge question that came up is how often are we before we do things, no matter what, if, if it's a response where we've actually yeah. Step back and actually process the information that's coming at us with our circumstances, our environment, whatever, or if it's an, a knee jerk reaction temptation that we have, are we first saying, I need to inquire the Lord in these matters? Because I don't, I don't think that we do. We have this fast-paced, you know, energetically charged social culture that mm -hmm. is like, go, 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 go. And everything's immediate and everything's convenient. And so how, I mean, where is the incentive to put a pin in it and go mm -hmm. talk to God? That's, I just, anyways. <laughs> Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Oh my gosh, that's so good, April. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because we do live in a hyper- um, stimuli, constant stimuli coming at us, especially like with social media, our phones and the demands that are put on us. And if we are real quick to give that knee jerk reaction to everything. You know, we, we, we're not pulling back and saying, what are you saying about this God? I know I have to, I struggle with that because y'all know, and I know that some of you may not have noticed, but I'm a little bit fast paced. I'm just a little bit <laughs> And so the Lord a lot of times has to rear me back in and say, okay, wait, 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 hold up. That's a great, great Maggie, but it's not the timing. Mm. And so it's super important that we recognize that we cannot make um, long-term decisions based on temporary emotions. Now, our emotions are very, very important. They are important and we cannot ignore them. And I, you know, so we got different camps out there and some people say, you know, just take authority over it and be done with it and don't deal with it and stop it. Okay. And then we've got uh, camps out there that say, oh, it's all about what you feel and this you know, how it makes you feel, whatever it makes you feel and so forth. And we have to bring that all into balance. And I think that that's where as Christians, especially as Christian women, we tend to get things a little bit out of whack because we either ignore it and cap it and don't process it. And, you know, or 
we take it to the Lord. And and if we do not take it to the Lord, like April said, and like Vanessa putting it under the blood and 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 Jessica saying recognizing, you know, what's in mm-hmm. our soul and what is going on there, we're gonna we're gonna not only do damage to ourselves, but to those that we serve. Because right. we're gonna be stuck. We're gonna be stuck. So Jessica, can you give us an example of how I don't know, and it could be a testimony or it can be it can be anything you want when it comes to uh, getting stuck by using our emotions to drive instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. Oh boy, <laughs> I've got many examples. <laughs> okay, y'all got about four yeah. hours. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> How long is this broadcast? Yeah, um, we only got like 42 minutes left. So, right. Um, let's see. So, in my own life, um, you know, it can be responding to my children, you know, my kids, um, you know, they'll come at me sometimes just, you know, crossways and whatnot. And, and, you know, and I kind of look at them and I just, and and before I'm going to tell you, I was, I was one of those moms that would just at the snap, just, you know, snap right back. And, and I've done a lot of, um, you know, I've taken a lot of uh, different classes and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that the Lord's brought to my heart to take and and this, that, and the other that have really taught me um, that I cannot help my children unless I first control myself. And the only person that I have control over is myself. And by my kids seeing that the only person that I have control over is myself, they see that they can, the, the only person that they can control is themselves. And then they begin to control themselves in that way. So, uh, and, and that in turn, um, you know, will stop them from actually, you know, operating out of emotions instead of, you know, go into the Lord. So. Wow. That's so good because I know that we are all guilty of that at some point in time in our life, whether it was when our kids were toddlers or now you guys got teenagers and it's easy to respond or react instead of respond. And so mm-hmm. when we take the time to respond in the proper way, not only are we communicating with our words, but we're communicating with our actions. Jessica, that's very powerful. And, you know, thank you for sharing that and being transparent because mm-hmm. that's what we're all about on here, y'all. So, Vanetta, what about you? Can you think of uh, some ways where you've had to deal with that? And how do you stop yourself from getting caught up in your feelings or getting all mm-hmm. emotional? So I remember a time uh, a couple of years ago where I wanted to talk with my husband about something. And the Lord kept saying to me, don't talk to him, talk to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to you, but I got to talk to him while I'm, you know, in the feeling because it's going to lose what it is that I want to talk with him about. And the Lord kept saying, don't talk to him talk to me. So I kept talking to the Lord about it. But it's so amazing when we go and speak to the Lord, it's never to change God's mind, but it's always to give us his perspective about things. And I realized as as months went by, I'm like, God, okay, you know, all this time went by, I can't go and talk to him now about it. And I remember when the Lord finally released me to talk with him about it, the Lord told me a couple of things. He said, watch your body language. He said, don't be rolling your eyes. <laughs> you know, Don't be stomping up the steps, you know, and it was so amazing how God knows us. You yes. know, and when I finally went and spoke with him, it turned out beautiful. And I just thanked the Lord because I could not have done that myself. And he even had to do some things in my heart 
So I just thank him for that. So just waiting on the Lord, because he showed me in that time that he even had to prepare my husband's heart for what I was going to share with him. So it's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Aren't you glad you just didn't like burst in there and just throw it out there? And there would have been ramifications. Right. You know? yes. And I can see you in there going, whatever. Holding back and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead is always good. So April, you want to weigh in on this? You want to give a, you know, everybody's being raw and transparent tonight, but go for it, girlfriend. <laughs> oh man, I was as I was talking. Any area of your emotions, you know, no. anger, fear, frustration, whatever. You're good. Yeah, no, I'm good with this. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna just go the the route of um, you know, how see we we literally demonstrate to our teenagers how to behave, right? We're constantly acting, you know, in in a manner one way or the other that's going to lead them one way or the other. And so um, I have had uh, moments where I have lost my temper. And I remember one in particular time where it was actually mixed with a little bit of jealousy and anger and just like this whole like bitterness type of thing due to like repeated actions, right? And I, my daughter saw me behave in out of frustration, you know, and say things out of frustration. Well, when I finally got to my senses, you know, and I got out of that moment with the emotions and stuff, I was able to actually like go and have that lovely accountability session with God, you know, the, the disciplining one. <laughs> And then there's this, you know, conviction of, you know, making amends with who you just demonstrated your bad behavior in front of, which in that instance was, you know, my 13 year old daughter. And um, I was like, I was completely wrong. I, I uh, am asking you to forgive me and that behavior because that is not an example of godly behavior. And I don't want to do that anymore, but I was up all in my feelings and see, this is what feelings do when you let them loose and you just take off yes. on a rabbit trail. This is what not to do. <laughs> so it was, I mean, I mean, let's just be real. I, well, there's all of those times where there's something that triggers us and we get in that moment and, yes. you know, if we don't catch it before it gets away, it's gone. And then, then we just have to clean up the mess. So, Well, it sounds like you cleaned up the mess in a very important way because yeah. um, showing our, you know, our kids, they need to see our imperfections sometimes. And so with showing them that, hey, I missed it. And then taking it a step further and, and saying this is, not the way to do it. You know, uh, here's an example of how you can cope with it, how you can't. I mean, it's just so, so important. So um, I love that. I love that. I love that. I know myself, I, my emotions can, they've got me in so many areas of trouble over the years. But I'll tell you, I think some of y'all know the story. You may have seen it. And I kind of chuckled the other day because I've seen it on my memories. But I had a situation where yeah, and, and, and the whole purpose of this, having this candid, open conversation, transparent about areas where we missed it and made it right is because we do react. And, and we if we would calm down and put it, take it to the Lord and say, OK, here, here we are. You know, how am I supposed to handle this? But I had a situation where it was storming, 
here up on the ridge, but it was okay in the city. Schools were not closed. And where I lived, the roads are very treacherous. And so my husband at that time was working third shift and he, he hadn't been home. He came home and he's like, the road is really bad. I don't think you need to leave. Well, I was teaching a class and school wasn't canceled. So I was going and he's like, no, really, I think that you need to stay home. And uh, he goes, and I'm like, no, I need to go. And he says, well, then let me drive you to the bottom of the ridge. Now, listen, he would have had to walk 10, well, actually longer than that. I mean, you have to walk several miles to drive me down there and then walk home. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. Now, yet my husband was trying to cover me, protect me, honor me and all of these things. But all that was rising up in me was my emotions. And then the, the pride came up, you know, and man, pride will get you in so much trouble because I am looking at him and I'm going, what, you think I can't make it? You, you think I can't drive? Are you saying I can't drive? You know, <laughs> and I said, oh, I've got this. And so I get in the car and you leave my house and it goes down and then it goes up around like this kind of sideways, climbing this hill to go around and there's no guardrails. And over on one small section is this little ditch, right? On the side of the mountain. And I got up to that top, I was doing good. And my car went sideways and I started going off. I was, I was, like, I was freaking out. So I had to swerve this way. And I purposely put myself in the ditch in lieu of going over the edge. Now, we're all pretty high, pretty high. That's what your emotions will do. You know, I didn't take it to the Lord. And and to be honest, I actually felt a quickening from the Holy Spirit earlier that you probably should stay home. And I overrode the Holy Spirit and I disregarded my husband and I operated in pride and it, I got ended up in the ditch. And I wasn't gone five minutes and, I, and I'm calling the tow truck. <laughs> so I got out on the side of the road and I did a Facebook live on submitting to your husband, not overrode. <laughs> I just confessed my sin to you know students in class. They're hopping on like, where's Miss Maggie? And they're hopping on my Facebook Live. <laughs> and, and I'm just spilling the beans that I allowed my emotions to reign. And we cannot overcome, you know. We overcome by words, all right, but it's the words of our testimony, not not the words of our our young. And so it's incredibly important to do that. So uh, Jessica, what's a way that we can help our kids? Um, today, when we're living in a world that's so full of so much garbage and stuff, how can we help them to overcome? I know you guys mentioned, you know, and, and what April said is powerful about going and repenting to your kids and saying, hey, I missed it. I'm sorry. That was wrong. Do you have anything you want to add to that or anything you want to say about that? How can we help stir them to make sure that they are uh, seeking the Lord on decisions? Let's see. Um, first and foremost, I think um, recognizing that we do um, hear from God. Each and every one of us is designed to hear yes. from God yes. um, and recognize his voice. And so um, that first and foremost, uh, also, um, you know, like you said, sharing our testimonies about things with them being very transparent and vulnerable with them about things that we have gone through and things that have, that have happened to us, situations that have happened to us in our lifetime that could possibly help steer them in the way of, you know, being able to go straight to the Lord and, you know, instead of their friends or, or Facebook or, you know, 
whatever social media platform they happen to be on or, you know, whatever that, whatever that looks like, you know, it's super important. It's super important because if we act like we are perfect and we're not, then we set them up for a false realization. And that's, that's an issue that boy, we could talk about that in the church and not hating on the church. I love the local church mm -hmm. and I think the church attendance is important, but uh, many times uh, people will act perfect. And then there's that standard as unrealistic. And then people deal with it. Why can't I, you know, be hallelujah, su super spiritual sissy uh, or Susie or whoever she is. And they yeah. struggle in their walk and then they give up because they think that it's so much more than than us just coming to the Lord and submitting our lives to him. So that's yeah. really good, Jessica. Vanetta, weigh in on that, girlfriend. Yeah, I think it's important to uh, teach our children God's word. And also, as we're living it out, imperfect that's the reason why we all need a savior because we're imperfect so you know just being real with them in those times when we do mess up like april said and i've had to go back and apologize to my kids that's a very humbling thing you know and when they say oh it's okay i'm like no it's not you know you're gonna get me in trouble with the lord you know so it's so important to apologize and to just live a real life in front of them where when they mess up, they understand that they can go back to God and, you know, not to say, oh, mom is not perfect. So I'm not perfect. No, to say we both need a savior. That's why we can go to God and we can empty ourselves before him. Just really teaching them to have a dependency on the Lord too, because I don't want to ever have my kids depending on me, because then sometimes we could indirectly replace God where we become their savior. So we have to always teach them and train them and equip them to know how to find a scripture. Because when they go away to college, they need to be able to find a scripture. They need to be able to sit and journal. And the home is the training ground. What we're doing in the home is so important. The home is the training and training ground where we're teaching, equipping, and preparing them to send them out. You're not going to live with me forever. At some point, you're going to have an opportunity to activate every scripture you heard, every message you sat under. So here is really the launching pad to send them out. Wow, that's so incredibly important because I see uh, so many of my good friends like you ladies and others that have um, taken that initiative to do that. And I know April, April, you pulled your daughter from the public school system uh, and brought her home just to make sure that she got that right fertilizer um, of, of goodness at home. So was that a tough decision to make? Yeah, I think so. Um, and of course, there's all sorts of kinds of judgment that you get passed on you about the fact that, you know, you're not providing her enough socialization. Well, is in our world, day and age, culturally speaking, is our socialization actually God honoring? Uh, I'm just I'm just saying, I mean, the socialization that she was missing was being tempted with going out and drinking with her fifth and sixth grade friends going out and vaping and doing marijuana with her fifth and sixth grade friends, having a seventh grader that was already pregnant, being tempted to go ahead and not only date, but, you know, go all the way if they were up to it in her 
fifth and sixth grade classes. I mean, let's just be real. The whole thing is it's it's out there. That's not socialization. That is temptation and seduction that she wasn't equipped to battle against. That's what that was. That was a worldly attacks against her soul. And are we literally going to sugarcoat this whole situation or are we going to call it out for what it is? It's sending them out to the world without the battle gear and the weapons and armor that she needed. You know, she was a fifth or sixth grader. That's, you know, whatever, 11, 12, somewhere around there, maybe 10, 11, 12. What in the world? You know, we are we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You know, that there's a warfare going on for the souls of every person, including your children. And yeah. you're responsible for their covering up until a certain age. So what are you doing about it? You know, that's that's what my conversation in the mirror was. <laughs> Good for you. I'm glad you had that conversation. I wish more parents would have that conversation because it is it is really I get the calls. I get the emails and the messages and my heart breaks because we cannot, you know, and, and listen, y'all, if you're watching this and you're thinking, well, I can't homeschool my kid or, or something, there's something you can do to get them in a safer environment. I know Vanetta's husband's an educator. And so their, their kids have the luxury of going to a Christian school and they've got not only mom and dad at home, but they got dad at school. <laughs> and so, and it makes it really hard for parents and we're trying to help them. Can you imagine being in the fifth grade and trying to overcome those things? I'll just be real. I was that kid, except for I was in the fourth grade doing that kind of crazy stuff. And uh, it totally, you know, I wish someone would have done that for me and said, okay, we're, you know, we're in the world, but not of the world. So let me bring you over here. It's storming outside and you're getting beat up. Let's put you under this uh, protective umbrella while you dry off and we seek the Lord on how to overcome the situation. Because when you're bombarded with things after things after things, it's it wears you down, you know. So, wow, that's intense. Jessica, you want to weigh in on that? You've done both. You've homeschooled and yes. you've had the kids uh, in school. So speak to that a little bit. Well, I, um, with my son, uh, my oldest son, I decided that he, well, the Lord had told me, I want you to homeschool him. And I went through a path of, I was like, oh, but look at this school over here, Lord. And look at this school over here, Lord. And so we kind of jumped schools and it really, and it really messed with him. And finally I, I gave into the Lord and I said, all right, Lord. And mine was based on a fear. Um, my mom tried to homeschool my brother and it was the the fear of, of seeing what happened, you know, with that and thinking I'm not equipped to do this. And so how can I follow, you know, how can I do this? Right. And so I, you know, walked in fear, walked in my emotions and didn't do what the Lord had asked me to do for several years. Uh, fast forward, I did uh, end up homeschooling my middle two for a few years and now they're back in public school. But I did that because and, and I felt like the Lord had released them back into school now that they've had some foundational, more foundational, you know, equipment here. Um, and I I really, um, you know, and, and things have, have really been moving in a positive direction with them. Um, I, I think that when we, um, you know, operate and, and there may be parents out there that have said, yeah, you know, like you said, Maggie, I want to homeschool my kids, but, you know, I really, I, we can't afford it. And, and let me tell you, my husband and I, we decided to have a hard conversation and make sacrifices. I stay at home because I believe that God um, 
called me to stay at home, even though I pushed and shoved and I did not want to stay at home. I tried everything I could not to stay at home. Um, but ultimately, are my kids worth it? And yes, they are. And so I stayed at home and I decided, and you know, with the Lord's guidance, I decided this is what needs to be done. And so sometimes we have to make hard conversations with our spouses. We have to have hard conversations with whoever it is. It may not even be a spouse if you're a single mom or whatever and say, look, I need some help. Um, and how can I do this? That would be the most effective for my children because ultimately, you know, I, 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 I want to say this, but I don't want to say this. Um, ultimately those, those things that we're using are excuses and, and we have to decide, are our children worth it? Mm, that's good. And, and God well, says that they, they are, are, therefore they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to throw this scripture out there because it came to mm -hmm. mind whenever you were talking and it says your children are from God. You have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. And, you know, yes. we quote that as greater sin than he that's in the world. And we, we forget that um, there is no Holy Ghost Jr. There is when <laughs> your children have the spirit of God. And so by being transparent, like you ladies have talked about, by not operating in your emotions um, and operating in the wisdom, according to the counsel of the Lord, and then teaching them to tap into the Holy Spirit, that is a beautiful thing. So I commend all three of you mamas for the, what you're doing and the hard work that you're doing. And we're out of time, but I would love to really just for those of you watching this broadcast, I want you to take into consideration that God has equipped you. He has given you your child. Yes. And that child comes from your DNA and you and you have the ability to bring them up, train them up and prepare them. And uh, don't get discouraged if you feel like, you know, you want to just someday just like throw in the towels. You heard it right here on, uh, you know, the Godfidence today that these other mamas, they missed it. They've lost their tempers. They've, you know, said things or done things that they didn't like, but they went back and made it right. So do I need to so, repent? Do I need to repent to my children for anything? And so I just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, so, okay. So listen, yeah, mute the mics. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm just saying it is absolutely a wonderful, wonderful way to bond with your child, uh, with your teen. They're never too young to teach them. This is who we are. This is who God says we are. And this is how we're to conduct ourselves. And we're not perfect. We're progressing. So, ladies, I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, any final comments, uh, Jessica? Uh, just hang in there, moms. Uh, Y'all are doing a great job. Um, you know, we're going to get through this. We're all going to get through this together. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Vanetta, if you'll unmute your mic and a final word to the moms that might be watching this. I would definitely say that we're proud of you and we're praying for you. Amen. Amen. And April, bring it home, girl. What would you say to these mamas watching? 
Yeah, they're just, y'all aren't alone in any of this. And there's mothers out there all across the world that are probably going through the same stuff that you are going through or that you will go through. So I just encourage you to connect with other sisters in Christ because they're going to point you, you know, back to God, even when your emotions get the best of you, there'll be a way to ground yourself back down. And then you can get into the word, figure out how to address the situation and move forward by listening to God. So yeah, that's so good. So good. Ladies, I want to thank you for being on the broadcast. I hope you guys will tune in next time. We enjoy you. We love you. And we're praying for you. God bless you. We'll see you here next time on uh, Godfidence Today. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.